Well, hello, Stephanie Ravenscraft. Hello, how are you? I have never been better, and it gets better every single day. How are you? I'm doing well. That's awesome. You know, we're recording another episode of the Twilight Saga podcast. We are. Did you think this this would ever happen? No, I did not. I could just barely hear you. I wonder if I'm I should. Sorry. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna crank up your your audio levels here. Let me uh, do this. Nope. Uh, there's a different button that I need to do. You know, you could stop shouting and then we would match. All right. Let's try this. Say something now, baby. Something now. See, there you go. Okay. All right. So let me uh, fade our music out in the background there. It has been a while since you and I have recorded an episode of the Twilight Saga podcast. In fact, I am looking here and I see that episode 40, this is episode 50. Well, that's fun. So this is episode 50. The most recent episode before this one was November 17th, 2012. So it's almost been eight years. (sighs) Wow. And I also looked, episode number one of this podcast was November 17th, 2009. Really? Yes. I had no idea that this show spanned three years. Yeah. Well, I you, mean, I know that we had to like wait on releases and stuff, but yeah, we did. Um, I, all the books were out yes. when we started. Yes, but we did wait for movies to be released. I feel really bad for the people who got into Twilight before all of the books were released. Oh, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I I'm in the middle of of a book series right now that is not. It's not like all of the same story. It's a series in that um, it's all one family and each book covers a different brother. And even waiting for that is difficult. And so so to have to wait, and I don't know what, the, I, I haven't looked in so long, I don't remember what the the duration of time to wait was between each release, but I would have gone crazy. Yeah, I feel the same way for people who did Harry Potter. You know, oh, when... those people are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in episode forty-nine, although what... that's not true, I did wait for a few releases of the book. Okay, so in episode forty-nine, that was Breaking Dawn Part Two. Episode forty-eight was Breaking Dawn Part One. Were those like a year apart? A uh... year and a half apart? Well, let's take a look. It says November 2011 and November 2012. 2012. Those two episodes were a year apart from each other. Fair enough. And then it was April 30th, 2011 is when you and I wrapped up our coverage of Breaking Dawn. Okay. All right. So, the yeah. And um, I, 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 I tend to recall that you and I have mentioned... And I believe it might have been in that Breaking Dawn Part 2 movie review, we might have mentioned the fact that we read the version, the draft of Midnight Sun, like the part that she had completed. Yes. I I know that, I feel like I remember talking about it. I don't know where that would have been at, because that would have been long before. I would have read it long before you even started the books, I think. Probably. And... I was surprised. 
you were surprised. What do you mean by that? When I, um, I don't follow a lot of news. I don't hang out on social media a whole lot anymore. And unless it's to stalk my children, <laughs> um, in a fair, healthy way, but a friend of mine sent me a link through messenger back in June, maybe letting me know that this book was releasing. And I had no idea that, that, that this was coming. And so I was quite surprised that she actually finished that Stephanie Meyer actually finished this story. And, um, really excited because I don't think it would be a big surprise for me to remind everyone that I like Edward more than Bella. Well, I, I, I'm absolutely certain that our audience is absolutely uh, uh, aware of that fact. So we recently, or actually we, you recently received a message from somebody who's been listening to our, this podcast and has gone through it four times now? Four times. Yes. Her name is Brandy. Um, Hi, Brandy. Hello. I am, I told her in my in my last message that I, seriously, I am honored and humbled that someone would listen to my voice that much. It, it kind of baffles my mind. I'm wearing headphones right now, and I find that difficult just to hear myself talk back. But to hear the replay of my voice where it sounds completely different to me, mm-hmm. I get that's what other people hear. But I like what I hear. Right. Or I can handle what I hear. Anyway, um, so I got a notification on from Instagram that someone wanted to send me a message. And my oldest daughter, Megan, was kind enough to show me how to do that. <laughs> and like I said, don't spend a lot of time on social media these days. And so she showed me how. And Brandy and I have been chatting um, since the book came out on Tuesday. And kind of cool that for me, the Twilight podcast is something that I finished in 2012 and haven't really, I mean, I still get, I still get messages on Facebook from people who say, Hey, I listened to the Twilight fan fan podcast and you know, we, we chat back and forth, but it's not something that I ever thought would be coming back to life. I knew it would. I'm glad that you were so certain. I was absolutely certain because I knew she had to come back and finish Midnight Sun. It was it was imperative that she did so. It would it would be wrong of her not to finish this book. And I I did believe that it would be wrong of her. I just chose to believe she would live in the wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, real quickly here, since you mentioned Instagram, you are thriving mosaic on instagram am i you are (laughs) okay i'll take your word for it so if you want to follow stephanie on instagram you can follow her it's at thriving mosaic i'm at cliff eotc that stands for cliff encouraging others through conversations so that's exactly what i do with my life is i i encourage people through conversation you do anyway that's the Instagram. I do want to talk about the fact that uh, Midnight Sun came out because, well, she's like, okay, well, let's celebrate 15 years since this thing started. That kind of, that really does blow my mind. Um, I spent so much time in the Forks world and in the Twilight world when I first read these books. And Megan was in the third grade. Wow. 
and now she's going she's for her second year in college. Her third, third year, year in college. She's going to be a junior in college, and she was in the third grade when I started reading Twilight because she's the one who came to me and, and asked, "Mom, can I watch this movie?" Like, uh, probably not. I, I don't know. And oh gosh, we were so different. You and I, as parents, were so different. We're so different back then. But but I did say yes. I mean, we did. I, oh, I, I know. did. I I saw it, was, it out. It was at the that was like the beginning of our transformation and yeah. the way that we view the world. It it was it was right before then, and and certainly a journey afterwards where we broke free from a lot of conditioned responses to life yes over the years and so that's the interesting thing for those of you who have listened all the way through to the previous 49 episodes to this this might be completely different cliff and stephanie there it's been eight years it will not be probably we are two different human beings today than what you've listened to in the previous 49 episodes most definitely we certainly don't care what you think about us anymore (laughs) and that's that's going to change everything in our conversation That's funny. That and true, but um, but so I I you know here my my third grader is like you know mom can I watch this movie, and um obviously immediately I watch the trailer see vampires and say no and I I didn't say no I said um I don't know, and I knew that my sister had seen it and so I reached out to her and I asked her, um. But my sister is eight years younger than I am. And so she sees the world a little differently than I do. And anyway, so I, I said, okay, I think we'll sit down and watch it. But I have to watch it with you. You can't watch it like with your friends or whatever. And um, all I remember is I was downstairs in no, our no, no, old you home. You were in Tennessee. You were not in town the weekend that we watched this okay. movie. Okay, well, you watched it, but you've watched it. You watched you or the kids watched it several times, or you and or Megan watched it several times after. And all I remember is supermassive whack-a-mole playing throughout the house upstairs. I'd come into the room and supermassive whack-a-mole. Yeah, that's not the actual lyrics of the song. <laughs> well, I know that now because I'm... Here's the fun part about this, okay? So when we first started this podcast... Stephanie is a major Twihard. Is it Twihard? Twihard. <laughs> she is like hardcore. All right. She's read the book so many times. And of course. I if, wish I had a count. Yeah. I, I have no idea. When when we were doing the podcast, those those 49 episodes before this, I every, everything that we podcasted back then, that was the first time I'd ever experienced any of the story i know it, first time i ever experienced any of the movies and and that i mean it was like i was like introduced to this world you're this huge fan and i'm i'm kind of critical you know it's like jacob sucks i hate this guy and and <laughs> well that was honest and, and true and also i just like you know this imprinting thing and i i just remember just being super but also i remember enjoying it and of course i remember uh, and think is it Brittany you said that was te- messaging Brandy you? Brandy I'm sorry Brandy but Brandy's messaging you it's like oh my gosh I wonder if what's Cl- if Cliff gonna listen to the audiobook or is he gonna read it uh it you know what if Ileana Kadushin is it and Ileana Kadushin is not reading this I purchased the audible version of this thing the you know pre-order and I listened to it and I'm like there's no way I'm listening to this guy the, the whoever this narrator is I'm, I'm not even gonna look it up <laughs> 
I have the audible version of this thing, but this guy does not sound like an Edward, and I think it's a travesty. There, I I cannot listen to this guy. I mean, no, you did. No, I did. Oh, did you read it? Oh yeah, I read it. I, I oh, put it okay. on my. I went and bought. As soon as I heard this guy's voice, I'm like, I gave him like three minutes, and I'm like, you are not Edward. I'm sorry gone i i just i and i went, went and bought the book that's why you had that's why i said hey check your kindle because i bought, I bought the actual kindle version i just assumed that you had always bought me the kindle version I, I i bought it for myself and i shared it with you very nice so yeah i'm actually reading it in kindle because i know what edward should sound like right and so when i read the words from the kindle I'm actually using a Kindle. I would say that that is that that is an audiobook fail. Why? If you have such an established story already, mm-hmm. where where your fans have clear and concise um, representations representations of of the characters, that that's an that's an audiobook fail. Do you want to know where? Well, first of all. Uh, Ilya, I'm just going to give praise where praise I is know, obviously due. Ileana Kedushin sounds like a better Bella than Kristen Stewart. Anybody sounds like a better Bella than Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Stop it. I like Kristen Stewart in Twilight. I know. I've not. I don't know what's I've wrong not, with you. I've not, hey, nothing's wrong with me. A little bit. No? Well, yeah. Okay. Lots of things, but not that. <laughs> Kristen Stewart, Fair I, enough. I, I can't stand her in any interview she's ever done anywhere ever. And I haven't watched a single movie with her in it playing another role. Although I have seen moments of those and I'm like, that one's not for me. I'm sorry. But but I do like Kristen Stewart as Bella. I can't imagine anyone else in the movies playing Bella. Okay. That is impossible for me to even consider. If they ever reshot this movie and and did this movie with somebody else playing Bella, somebody else playing anybody else, the the casting, I feel, of all of the Twilight Saga was perfect. There there is nothing could have been different. It is I'm by the way, if you guys haven't figured this out. Yeah, this is where you started your story. Here's the situation. Stephanie's no longer a twihard. What do you, sh- sh- what do you call it when when somebody has has backslidden and has left the way? A diehard? I don't know. No, like what do you call that? The it it she she's like a non-believer these days. She's like she moved out. She went back to Phoenix for goodness sake. Shun the non-believer. I didn't go back to Fe- although Phoenix is like the place where I will end up. Just I, that's why I'm saying. Um, See, I'm going to Forks. You're going to Phoenix. Why would I want to go where it's cold and rainy? Because that's where the story <laughs> because is. Because the only similarity between Bella and I is that I hate to be cold and wet. Like, period. End of story. Well, here's... So what I'm saying is... Cliff is a Cliff is a twihard. I am a diehard Twilight Saga he, fan. I have never left Forks, Washington since... I started this podcast. That's not true. You have, but he will randomly be in the mood to watch the movies. But no, I okay. That's that's not to say that I read this story over and over again, like like five times a year. But you could talk year. about it excitedly with passion at what any I, moment. What I'm saying is, I've never lost my passion. Yeah. For this story, what? And by the way, that goes for the books. That goes for the movies. And don't get me wrong, the movies suck okay. compared to the books. They do. 
All right. But if one had never read the books, the movies freaking rock. Okay. Okay. Yes. Do you agree with that statement or at least somewhat? If you've never read the books, the movies are awesome. The movies are well portrayed if you have never read the books. But here's the thing. You have the whole blue overcast of of Twilight. That, that it, it grates on my nerves while I'm watching. Like, I I get depressed watching the movie because it's, it's just like all dark and blue. And I um, think that that is actually one of the things I like about it. Because not in that movie. It should be in the next movie. In New Moon? The next movie is supposed to be dark and depressing. Yeah. But I... I it I I think I think there I think it actually sets the appropriate tone that that leads you you go through an entire season in Forks Washington like that and then you end up depressed so it actually yeah. sets the mood for the depression in the second book. <laughs> Is that what it does? Yes. How do you think she got depressed? It was the blue color. Yes, it was. It was the so, lack of sunlight. It was something, but she had no vitamin D. That would be a big that would be a big change from going from Phoenix to yeah. To that's why that's I'm telling you. It see now you understand the value of now the blue. Why she's blue. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. I may not have one thing I can tell you is that I've listened to lots of different music over the years, but there's one playlist that I've had and ever since the first movie came out. I had the motion picture soundtrack to the first Twilight. And when New Moon came out, I added all of those. I bought every single soundtrack to all of the movies, the, the official mo- motion pack. I know, all, I, I can tell you right now, I, you could play the first song, and before the first song ends, I'll tell you what the next song is. And that's for every single motion picture soundtrack. I have them in order, memorized in my brain. I've listened to them thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the past what is it nine years Mm -hmm. or or is it more what would have been eight since the last movie okay so eight since the last movie so thousands of time i know every single song i i also have the musical scores i know you do to to each of the movies as well and I interspersed that, and you got mad at me because I used to listen to these things as I go to bed at night. And there's, there's, I can listen to any kind of music okay, going to sleep. That is not why I got mad at you. Could you please tell it correctly? Well, you tell and it. It wasn't mad. It was, it was, um, please save me. That's not <laughs> mad. So Cliff has made. Well, first, before before you do the Twilight at Night playlist, okay. what what were you upset about? Bef- like just the plain, like straight through every song from the motion picture soundtracks, all the high, the up tempo songs. I, I wasn't upset about anything except for they were on repeat for. Well, you you said, listen, I, I can't go to sleep with all this super massive. Oh whack-a-mole. yeah, I did say I can, yeah. You need to set set a tone. I can't sleep to these, you know, upbeat up tempo yeah so there's a music, lot of yeah so you know, that wasn't mad that was just like i can't relax change to that. and all that other stuff that's I just, a good song I, they're I like all good songs they're not all good songs they're but all good songs most you're wrong of them are, that's fine i understand that that is your opinion and you are entitled to it so i can't sleep to the up tempo songs. so i created a Twilight. So I have. So he created I have a, a Twilight, Twilight bedtime playlist. Yes, it's twi- It's called Twilight at Night playlist. <laughs> and he plays it for you know a while. And um, one night I'm he's laying down going to sleep, but I'm sitting up and I'm still reading. I'm still an avid reader. I read 
continuously. I love stories. I love to let that be like the last way that my brain shuts down at night. Um, You know, if I need to take a break in the middle of the day, whatever it is, I love to read. So Cliff is sleeping and I'm sitting reading and his Twilight at Night playlist is playing And I have like this sudden urge and I'm like, you need to turn that off or I'm going to like slip my wrist. I am like depressed. I am sad. I, I can't go on anymore because you took like every sad song. You told me to take the low tempo songs and string them together. No, I didn't. I told you to stop playing the (laughs) Uh, So I have this, I have the, I have a He has a slit your wrist playlist. It's... (laughs) Stephanie, we're going to have to go put trigger warnings on this podcast episode. Maybe. Anyway, um, so I have, yeah, so I've been listening and I still go to bed at night. So I I, go to bed at night too. Well, I no, I still go to bed. I put, sometimes I will put my earbuds in and I will fall asleep. With it playing so loud that I can still hear it. Oh gosh. (laughs) All of this to say that. I still watch all of the movies probably once a year. And since we have, since the last time we recorded podcast content where we finished all of the books, I've gone back and reread several of the books over the period of time. Not like multiple times, but here's the thing I am still a massive fan of Twilight. The whole thing, I will defend it to anyone. People, the one thing that really peeves me are people who talk about Twilight in such a derogatory thing, and they've never once read the books. True. Or even seen the movie. Although, if they only saw the movie and they spoke derogatory about it, I said, have you read the books? No. Then you can't say anything about the story. Maybe you don't like the movies. I'm okay with that. Although I think the movies are great, and you probably have a more appreciation of the movies. Just trust me. You think the movies are bad now. Read the dang books. You'll fall in love. You'll see it's one of the best stories that's ever been written Why of all time. Why are you shouting at me? I'm not shouting at you. I'm shouting at these people. But I, you're like, no. This needs to go back to being... No, this was never a, a video podcast, but There's here, never. y'all have to have the visual. Cliff is sitting across the desk from me, and he's got his palm closed, like, um, all of his fingers are, are touching, and he's, like, preacher, like, striking at me. Like, you, <laughs> he's yelling at me, not the people who are... I, I'm telling you, this and is And anyone what, listening to this podcast are not the people that you're yelling at. I, well, I know, well, I don't, maybe, I don't, you don't know, there are... I've developed a little bit of a community since the Twilight Saga podcast, and I would imagine when some people say, hey, I just, when I announced to my community that, hey, I've launched a uh, the first podcast episode for the Twilight Saga podcast in eight years, I know there will be hundreds of my people who have never listened to the first 49 episodes. Hold on. It's getting kind of tight in here. Your head doesn't fit anymore. Okay. <laughs> whatever my people my people they're listening they'll tell you hey if you're one of my people uh, you i know, don't want to know there i promise you there are a few hundred people who are listening to this podcast episode right uh, now simply because they're curious they have never read the books they have never watched the movies they've never listened to the soundtracks 
their life is meaningless and void of all the enjoyment that they could have had had they actually done this stuff. And they're no longer your people because you just insulted them. I didn't insult them. I just, I just clued them Twilight into why their life is Twilight. less fulfilling than it could be. You're still preacher ending in me. <laughs> so, Tuesday. What's Tuesday? Midnight Sun came out. Yeah. Oh, wait. Before we get to Midnight Sun, babe. Hello. So, uh, for the 10th anniversary, which is when Midnight Sun should have arrived. True. Yes, I agree with you. Stephanie Meyer did something more stupid than going and writing. Than waiting 12 years to release this book? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know what she did? 12 years? I don't know. That's just a guess. It doesn't matter. Life and death. Ridiculous. I did not read that. I did. I know. Dang you it. can never give that time back. Ugh. I knew better. I Okay. So first of all, because I am the fan of the story, I, I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Roll, gender reversals. Tell the story from, you know, Bella's a boy and Edward's the girl, you know, and, and, and I mean, everything's, rever- it's like you're in a, it's, it's a parallel universe is basically what you're, you've stepped into. And the story is. See, it's enough for me for Twilight to be paranormal. I don't need it to be yeah. sci-fi paranormal as well. Yeah. So I, um, and I get that that's not what happened, but that's the parallel, you know, Yeah. that's what I'm saying. And I think she was, tr- I don't know if she, was she trying to make some sort of statement about gender roles? Like all, maybe, she, did she do this because she got so much flack for writing Bella as the, the one that the the girl who needs to be protected by the boy and and all that stuff and it's it it's not like well let me show you let let's show the boy as the as the you know it, the yeah I don't know I didn't read I it. think I, she, can't I say. think she got some social pressure and and for some reason she just she caved and says well let me show you this this could be written the other way and and blah 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 I I don't know but I I'll tell you what there's a reason why there's no podcast episode of me talking about life and death because it's stupid <laughs> I can't speak on it I I had absolutely zero interest in in reading it I had read everything up to that point yeah. and and that was you know i i read that what is it the short life of brie tanner you know um we have twilight in is it like a like comic book form or something oh yeah the, the, gra- the, the, the graphic, graphic novel. novel that's what it's called and um where is that by the way i think i'd like to read that do you know? Do we still have that? I know that we still have it. It should be in my office on my bookshelf. Okay. I'd like um, to get that. Remind me to look when we're done. But absolutely nothing about life and death sounded appealing to me. Well, so I do not fault you. You missed nothing. I, I, I'm not, you know, I found it intriguing. I read it all the way through. And, and I kept saying to myself, I've got to, con- it's like, listen, please do not let this mess up any neuro associations that I've made to how awesome this story is. I can't let this terrible retelling of the story with gender, gender reversals impact or impede my enjoyment and my passion for the true Twilight Saga. And thankfully, I made it through the entire book and I'm like, okay, that sucked. 
I'm not upset that I've wasted my life. I, 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 I hurt. You know what? This is better than me going and watching Stephanie Meyer go try to write some other sci-fi stuff that she does. Not that she shouldn't. I'm glad that she does, but that's just, that's not what I want from that's not what I want from Stephanie Meyer. I want more Twilight. I've been. I, I've said that from day one. You know, just give me more. These people are freaking immortal. I want to know what happens with with her dad as as a 95 year old man. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do they maybe they turn him into a vampire? You know, and what what happens to her mom? You know, I I I want her mom had fallen out of the story before. I want twenty five years later, fifty years later. I want a hundred years later. That would be fun. See, yes, I'd bu- if she wrote five more books, I'd buy all of them. I'd buy hardback copies, Kindle copies. Ileana Kedushin can read the whole thing and I buy well, the audible no, no, versions. No, 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 that's what that's where okay. I think that that no, I know Twilight is the last series that I wrote that I read in first person from one person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um I would be so interested moving forward if these weren't you know if you want to do a, a 50 years later it needs to be Bella one chapter, Edward one chapter. Like you need multiple perspectives in the, I don't want to read 50 years later just from Bella's perspective. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. We had, write the, it we 50 had, years later from Renee's me's perspective. W- well, I would read that. That, Oh, that would be interesting. I know. I just thought of that like right now. <laughs> all right. And, and we did have a little bit of that in which book was it? Uh, was it eclipse or was it? New, no, it was new moon where we had Jacob side and Bella side, right? No, that was in breaking dawn. Was that in breaking dawn? Okay. I can't remember. I, I remember not liking it because I just hated Jacob. Yeah. You didn't like him yet. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to remember. Did Whiny I actually, little teenager? Why not? Oh my gosh. Ah, but anyway, so so I just wanted to get life and death in there, um, my dissatisfaction with it. And I'm thrilled that Stephanie Meyer finally came to her senses and wrote and finished uh, Midnight Sun, which I've read four times in the past, but it was it was like eight years ago. So yeah, I, I've read it multiple times. Um, I've, I've read it multiple times also and was so frustrated and like disheartened that she wouldn't finish. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure was, there's a podcast episode in this feed where I shared my displeasure. Right. Um, and so we're, you know, I'm reading it now and um, talking to my girls about it, who it, it's completely different talking to my daughters about Twilight now because they're, you know, 20 and 15. And, um, and my 15-year-old has never gone through a twilight phase. So she's, she's never read them. And, um, what was I going to say? Um, one of them, I don't remember which one had a theory that she's had this finished for like, if not the whole time, nearly the whole time Yeah, that this has been finished and she's just been sitting on it. I'm like, I don't know. I can't say, but I'm glad that it's finally here. I'm just thrilled that it's here. I am. I, I'm. I. Re- I really am thrilled that it's here. I'm looking at the chapter. There are 29 chapters plus an epilogue. So I'm not sure, like, if this ends where well, the, the first book is, sen- ends. It should because the epilogue is titled "An Occasion," okay. which is the same as 
Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So then, well, I hope that she does with, is it E.L. James? Is that who wrote? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. Which um, we're still waiting for the last she, book she, from his perspective. She wrote Grey and then what was the other one? Darker. Darker. And then we're waiting for one more from his perspective, right? Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I hope that Stephanie Meyer will do the entire story that would be from s- Edward's perspective. I'm, I'm totally fine with what's, what's, what do you want to say? Well, the, the second book from his perspective would be so dark. Yeah. It, it would be. I, I'd be okay if she covered two books. Yeah, From, skip skip New Moon and just go. Well, to no, a don't skip New Moon. What I'm saying is New Moon. I mean, because he was gone for most of New Moon. That's what I'm saying. His so, side of that would be so dark because he chose to. Yeah, to but leave. I, he, I'd love to know where what where was he? What was he doing? What was, what was that conversation? I mean, there, I want to know what happened in New Moon from his perspective. Okay. But it doesn't, I mean, you don't have, I mean, obviously, it does, there's not enough collaboration to the other story. So it could be relatively brief. It could be seven, eight chapters of the next book. And she could combine New Moon and Eclipse into one from, from Edwards as one, as one book. And then she could do one whole book of Breaking Dawn or whatever. Whatever so, she would call it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board. I'm just thrilled that this is here. I'm going to milk this for what it is. I am not going to rush through this. Met, you and I were talking. This do- will be difficult to, okay, to not rush through it because I am a very much sit down and read. Mm-hmm. And I think yesterday I read one book on and off the entire day. Like it was a very quick read. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a twilight. It wasn't a very long book. Um, but it's a very quick read. I read the entire book yesterday, finished it before I laid down to go to sleep. And so I'm very much a sit down and read person, but to podcast on this, I need to read at your speed yeah which i'll probably and you don't want to rush it and i don't want to rush it but i don't i don't want you to read ahead because this i'm be, not because this will be interesting this will be the first time in this podcast where you where you haven't read it several times prior to me well this i have well until we get to a certain point yeah and and i would i haven't compared the midnight sun draft version to this but i have to imagine there's some tweaks i'll tell you there might be because it's been a very long time since I've read it, but um, it was painful for me to read um, chapter one, First Sight, because it felt so familiar. familiar. Gotcha. All right, so... Also, my daughters kept interrupting, and the dog needed to be walked, and I'm like, I just need 40 minutes. Like, Awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our thoughts and commentary on First Sight. In fact, to, to bring us in, let's let's bring the music back up here. So, ready? First Sight, Chapter One. All right, Stephanie. <laughs> You're so dramatic. You do you have your highlights? Where's your Where's your You got your Kindle app open. I've got my Kindle app open. Uh, what my first hi- highlight is like the second line, high school. 
<laughs> purgatory. <laughs> it's purgatory. Uh, you know, if there were any way to atone for my sins, this ought to count toward the tally in some measure. You're not wrong. High school is tedious. It was tedious, which begs me to wonder. I Okay. I would love prequel stories to Twilight. That would be good. I would love to hear the of how the like it's just called the Collins. The formation of the Collins family, how Carlisle first tur- got turned into a vampire, how he met um uh Esme. Esme? Yes, that I how could I not remember that because it's Renesme. Oh, I can't say that name out loud. Anyway, Nessie, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> Come on, Stephanie Meyer. What the heck were you thinking? It might have been late and she might have had some wine. <laughs> I'm thinking so. Anyway, so how Carlisle, Carlisle and Esme came together and then j- how they brought this family together. And I, I, that would be an incredible prequel story. Would you agree? Would you read that? Yes, I would read that. I would so read that. I don't need I don't need Bella any part of this, you know, and it can end where Edward joins the family. And but I think Edward came before. Oh, you, well, like, Edward came before Jasper, probably. And Alice. And Alice. And well, well, it can uh, it can end right when they move back to Forks that would again. Work. That would work. Because this is, high school is what we got to thinking about this. I want to know how many times have they been in this high school? Well, uh, he have, clearly says that he has two... He's Medical got, degrees. Yeah, and, and so, uh, but he, they, and of course, they're in the movie. There's the wall of graduation caps, which is funny. I like it. So, but anyway, I, I'm just saying it's. I I would love to know more about how many times they've gone through school, through high school, and also I'd like to know why. I mean, I, I, the to try to fit in, to try to be normal. Yeah, but could why couldn't they? move back to Forks and be postgraduate and have jobs just like Carlisle. Because they wouldn't be able to stay as long. Why not? Because they don't age. Wait a second. It doesn't matter. And They don't age in high school. They don't will, age in their jobs. It doesn't matter. They're going to stay the same amount of time either way. Why the heck do you spend time in purgatory? Oh, no. So you give me the... Um, where where is she? Where is she? The very unexceptional human human girl. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, so okay. The next thing that I uh, do you have anything highlighted before the voices that babbled like gush of river inside my head? I I don't know because I, I I'm not looking at yours, so I don't know what page you're on. What page you've highlighted from? Okay. Does yours tell you what page you've highlighted from? I, I can actually figure that out. Let me tap on here. I'm on. My my next one well it's page eight. Is That's what, where my first one is. Okay, is what's your eight. first one? Is um so I I love just an ordinary human girl. So like she he is seeing Bella through everyone else's mind and um hasn't seen her himself yet. And obviously everybody's talking about her, everybody's thinking about her. Um just an ordinary human girl. The excitement over her arrival was tiresomely predictable it was the same reaction as one would get from flashing a shiny object at a group of toddlers and i just um when i was reading like this whole thing i'm just you never this is one of those things where 
your life can be changing in a moment that you don't realize your life is changing in that moment. Which is where Edward is at. Like he doesn't yet know that this girl, that this meeting, that this um, ordinary human girl is about to turn his world inside out. Right. And it's just, that just had me thinking. Like we don't take, obviously the story is, is different, but I think that we as people just live our life in the everyday and we can get so stuck into the the mundane tasks that it takes to to go about our day that we miss the chance to recognize when our world is changing. And well, I don't mean our I mean my immediate world. Or to anticipate the fact that no matter how long our life seems to have been the same, our to be it's able been, to anticipate the fact that in any moment, it can change. Our life could change forever. Yes. Anyway, that's that's all. Um, that's just just that he's like just an ordinary human girl, and like he didn't understand the impact that that will have on his life and his existence yet. Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me is Edward and the again the voices that babbled like a gush of river inside of his head. I love the description of how his power of hearing people's thoughts how that actually affects him and and how he pushes it away tries to push it out of his well and that he can and that he can that yeah that he can block things out and block people out and um I love when he makes note of of when his name was no longer a popular name and yeah. so so you know when people he wasn't always looking every time he heard his name called and how hearing his name, hearing his name in someone's mind is just like, he turns to that just as instinctually as if they said it out loud. Yeah. And another thing that I like about this book, and especially given that Edward has this ability in midnight sun, we don't just hear the story from Edward's perspective. We also hear from have everybody else. <laughs> we hear it from uh, Jessica. We hear it from Mike. We hear it from. Can I talk about Jessica for a second? Yes, because she is written in such a way that you just don't like her, especially when you're reading her from Edward's perspective, because you know that she is having these um, jealous thoughts toward Bella, and I feel like that. That role being cast at Anna Kendrick was such a wrong thing for the role of because I love Anna Kendrick. I do, but too. I'm like conditioned to hate Jessica. I do too, right? Yes. Anyway, and you know she and she acknowledges that that launched her career and you know all of those things. But I feel like she got she got wronged there because I have to hate her in that role. I I. I know exactly, I can completely understand what you're saying, but the fact that as an actor, she is able to make me hate her so much, even though she's yes. such an amazing person that I actually like and respect it, it for her professional career, uh, I, I love her in everything I've ever seen her in. I mean, This is the only thing I don't like her in, and that's because the character is unlikable. Yeah, but and, and she plays it, and she plays it so darn well. And so that's it's one of the things. It's like, man, I can actually still go watch Twilight 
all of these movies and I can still hate Jessica, but love Anna Kendrick. <laughs> right. Okay. That's all. I, I love that. In fact, one of the interesting things is, is the, the fact that instantly Edward wanted to protect Bella I, yes. from some mean, nasty things that mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick or and, Anna Kendrick, <laughs> that Jessica was I did, thinking. Yes. I felt a strange, strange impulse. One I did not clearly understand. And that was to protect her. He, yeah. We also got to uh, hear Rosalie's thinking. She caught an image of herself, a reflection, and she's like, listen, you know, I'm not even comparing myself to these measly humans, but even among the vampires, I'm the best. That's right. You know, she's, she's full of herself. And, and you, that kind of comes out a little bit from Bella's perspective in, in the original series. It comes out quite a bit in the movie, but not as much as this. And it's like, man, this, she's really into herself. She is. Ah, she's mulling over her own perfection. Uh, all right. Hearing Emmett's thought, I love this. Hearing Emmett's thoughts never felt intrusive because he never thought one thing he would not say out loud or put into action. And that's why I love Emmett. He's just a simple dude. Yeah. He really is. And it, it's, I love, like later he's, um, or at, right here at lunch, he's obsessing over the fact that he lost. Uh, a wrestling match to to Jasper and, and he like can't wait to he's just a simple dude. Yeah. He just he's not going to, you know, think vicious things that he wouldn't say to your face. He's not going it, it's yeah. I've always liked Emmett. So the one thing I don't understand is why is Jasper at school and when he is well, obviously still It on sounds the verge. like Edward doesn't understand as well. Like why? Why put him through this? Why put him through this? Why do this? And um, and not just him, not not just Jasper with the temptation, but also Alice because she's constantly watching his future actions, and also Edward because they have him watching Jasper's thoughts, and so it's it kind of puts a strain on everybody, right? Yeah, it, it seems like a very dangerous, volatile situation. It's so kind of like why do it? Bella's birthday party where she cuts herself and that it's like that scene every day at school is like, why? It doesn't make sense. Yes. I, I mean, I, yeah, it does and, and the other thing, and of course now I'm like, how, how long has Jasper been, you know, they co- say converted they, over they to say, this way of living? Not Cause I mean, he was, later. he was in the civil war, right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's been a vampire for a very long time, but for, but how long has he been with Alice? And I do remember the scene in the movie where he comes what comes into a diner or something like that. Th- that's yeah. They explained that Alice was waiting for him because she had seen it. Yeah. So, but I don't remember the time. Okay. Well, it, it's been a long. Maybe eventually we'll get a story that that will tell yeah. a little bit more of that. Anyway, so Jasper obviously, you know, he's he's having a hard time. Yeah. Which is distracting everybody. And um, and also, I loved... Now, one of the things that stood out to me more so in the movie was in Breaking Dawn Part 2, the scene before her dad, before Charlie comes to the house to visit her for the first time, and they're giving her instructions on how to, to move, move like a to human. human. Mm-hmm. And, and so, this 
actually is giving us that same thing. And even though these folks have, you know, the Collins, they've been doing this forever, sometimes they still have to be, I mean, it still has they to be something that they they actually consciously, do. consciously are doing. And that if they get lost in thought, they can actually be, it's like, wait a second here, somebody's going to see something, you know, we're not moving, breathing. Or not see something. <laughs> yeah, or not see something. Yeah. Um, I, so further back than, than that, I think... Um, I highlighted struck by the obliviousness of, of the humans that, um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's where he's talking about, here's this table of vampires in the middle of their cafeteria. And while everyone kind of gives them a wide berth, they don't really understand, um, or they don't really take account to the danger that they're in with them there. And that if it were a table of tigers, like, that would be less dangerous. That would be less dangerous, but they would be more fearful. And one of the things that I love, and now for those who don't know this, since Stephanie and I last podcasted, things have changed in my own personal life in a pretty powerful way. Stephanie and I continued to podcast after the Twilight Saga podcast. Stephanie still has a two podcasts that she produces today. Uh, one is called the Thriving Mosaic Podcast. You can find it over at stephanieravenscraft.com or thrivingmosaic.com. So you can go check out her current podcast. She also does a podcast with her best friend called Authentic Life Radio. You can probably, I think you can still find that at authenticliferadio.com or just look up those Thriving Mosaic or Authentic Life Radio in your favorite podcast app. You should be able to find them. I have... I spent a dec- more than a decade t- training 40,000 people how to podcast, and in 2018, I made the decision to shut all of that down, and today, I coach people on how to basically transform their lives. Uh, I've lost over 100 pounds of body fat, transformed all my areas of life, uh, financially radically shifted our business built it into a, a pretty amazing empire, and then decided to shut it all down and say, listen, here's what I really want to do in the world. And for the last, since actually I started in 2016, I started studying human psychology, human behavior, so that I could learn how to transform my own life and help other people break free from anything holding them back. And one of the things that I love is I study so much about the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind. And there's there's enough in here that talks about the fact that these people are not consciously aware of why they're giving a wide berth, but there's but their unconscious mind knows enough. There's enough there is enough information to their unconscious mind while they're not aware why they have this fear that causes them to keep a distance, it's there and it's saving them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. There, there's a, actually a great deal of scientific study about the unconscious mind that has the ability to form an opinion about an unsafe situation without you consciously being aware of it. I love that. I do too. It, it's it really is. So I, I I caught that it was in here, and and it, it stuck out to me. Awesome. Uh, so, the, okay, we got the human ticks. What else was in here? Oh, the conversations between, the private conversations between Alice and Edward. Yes, that, that they're able to have without, I, I love that um, at one point he's telling her no, but it just looks like he's moving his head and she's the only one who gets that he's, 
shaking his head no. And um, so, but they do this all the time. It, yeah. it, it, it's their it's their regular form of of communication, and we see that again. Um, at the end of the chapter, when they get in the car, and she says, "You're leaving," because she's already seen his decision before before he's made it. I have one curious thought. Okay, why have Edward and Alice not learned sign language. I don't know. So that he can, I, I guess the whole idea is if they were doing sign language, they would know at least with his looking up and then looking to the floor. That's him nodding. I, yeah. I okay. I answered my own question, but All right. But anyway, I, I would imagine other people speak sign language. Yeah, that, that's true. It's, and then I guess if they had the an infinite amount of time to learn sign language, so that could their siblings and they would find out. So. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's it, it's a fun part of the of the story, and I look forward to it moving forward because it is something that they addressed in the movies, so or even in the, in the other books. But um, go ahead. What Edward and Alice obviously have unique abilities that he says it's not easy being the freaks among those who are already freaks. So Alice, with her ability to consistently see the changing futures that, depending on what people's thoughts are and their decisions that they're leaning towards, and Edward's ability to hear everyone's thoughts, basically, and in a way, Alice is reading people's thoughts as well, but she's actually doing it by seeing the mm-hmm. results later. Right. Um, so, so they, so they both kind of feel like freaks among the freaks. I mean. Remind me, uh, Jasper has the ability to control people's emotions. Yes. All right. Um, Emmett just super strong? I can't remember. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's like... Like anything more than just the normal vampire being strong. Um, Esme, I mean, Rosalie, is is there... Yeah, so... I don't remember too much of anything beyond just your typical, you know, of course, what we come to know is typical uh, vampire stuff, right? Right. By the way. <laughs> typical vampire <laughs> the typical stuff. stuff. I am watching a movie on Netflix, or a movie. I'm watching a television series on Netflix. Have you heard me talk about it? You'd have to narrow that down. It's called That's- The Protector. Yes, you have. So, I have t- heard you talk about it. So the protector is a Turkish television show, and it's kind of a it, it's kind of a fantasy genre. And the i the premise, by the way, it's 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 actually Turkish. It's filmed in Istanbul. It has Turkish actors, and it's dubbed in English, and it has English subtitles. And just like Money Heist. Which is a Spanish show, or which is is it Spanish? Yeah, Spanish. It is a Spanish show. Same deal, dubbed in English with subtitles. The subtitles don't match with what they're actually saying, okay. which is fun. But it's a. I really love the Protector, and the Protector. Let me just give you a, a, an overview. So what it happens is the Protector is somebody who has is is destined to protect. Um, Istanbul from destruction, right? So he's the protector of the of the city here, and any anyway um, in the country, I guess. But anyway, he has this. When they find out who the protector is, there's a special uh, uh, 
powerful shirt, and when he puts it on, he becomes uh, indestructible. All right, so he can, and there's a special dagger that if you actually use this dagger, you can kill the immortal ones. And so it's the destiny is for the protector to save Istanbul from destruction by the immortal ones. Now, it doesn't actually say anywhere that the immortal ones are vampires, but the, but the protector Actually, it has a lot of similarities to the 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 immortal ones are seemingly like vampires, but they don't actually. It, 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 I'll tell you what. All I can say is, if you are mildly interested in what I'm talking about, go look on Netflix, look up the Protector, and go watch this series. It's really good. I enjoy it. I I I'm taking it slow because there are I think four seasons. And I think I'm on season two, episode three now. And I just watch one episode per day at the gym and I'm just taking it, but it's really good. And if you like Twilight, you might like this and it's fun to see some of the similarities. All right, so okay. back, back, to, back to Midnight Sun. Uh, let's see here. Where so, are you in your- in I'm on your... page 11. Okay, so back to, back to page 10. Um, I love when there have been many stories and many movies made about this now, but um, it's hard to imagine surviving with senses so incredibly dull. I'm talking about the human senses and how we don't use, I mean, he's not talking about how we don't use like all of our brain's potential, but basically that's what's being mentioned here. And anyway, so not only does he have heightened senses because of being a vampire, but then he has this extra sense and just how baffling it is to him that people live with without those. Yeah. I, and I love the, the concern that he has later in the chapter of, oh, my gosh, am I losing this? And mm-hmm. how freaked out he gets about that. He really does. All right, um, Jasper. And uh, so, Alice, I, I like I just made note to myself that Alice had to remind. Listen, her name is Whitney. She has a baby She's sister a that she, yes. she, she did adores. To... Her mother invited Esme to the garden party. Do you remember? I know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> Grumpy Jasper. I'd get mad at her too. Like, yep. You know, she's all, she's all over him. But my next highlight says, now I recognize the voice, Jessica Stanley. <laughs> it'd been a while since she dominated, since she'd bothered me with her internal chatter. He doesn't like listening to her any more than we do. <laughs> Fat lot of good it'll do her, Jessica went on. She's really not even pretty. I don't know why Eric is staring so much. Or Mike. Oh, poor Jessica. <laughs> but everyone's looking at me today, too, Jessica thought smugly. Isn't it <laughs> lucky that Be- Bella has two classes with me? I'll bet Mike will want to ask. ask. <laughs> what she's... Anyway, I, I love... <laughs> Jessica, ah, it's fun. It's fun. So, um, it's, moving forward, is there any way to combine our highlights? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, that sucks. Anyway, but that's okay. I th- we're doing fine. We doing we can fine. jump around. My next, my next um, highlight. I think we've already mentioned, and that is when he had the impulse to to protect her, and um, he didn't understand. He's like, I clearly don't understand. Well, what's your next one? And so that, that way is you, my that okay. is my next one. All right, and what's your one after that? So that I don't jump ahead of you again. Just that he again called her a very unexceptional human girl. Yeah, 
All right. So because I have. She's about to rock his world and he doesn't even. The next thing I have here is it happened occasionally. So, uh, what happened? Um, some human with an active imagination would see us in the characters of a book or a movie. Usually they got it wrong, but it was better to move on somewhere new than to risk scrutiny. Rarely, extremely rarely, someone would guess right. We didn't give them a, chest t- a chance to test their hypothesis. We simply disappeared uh, to become no more than a frightening memory. That happened ha- hadn't happened in decades. See, now what I would love is... To read one of those times that it happened. I, I would love to read the, the times when they got it right and they had to go on the run and what what life they had. Well, he even is built. listening to one where, to, to one person's thoughts where he's like, oh, my... You know, my mom says that I have an overactive imagination. Yep. You know, there, somebody's already, you know, putting it together, but but doubting themselves and talking them out of it. Yep. Alrighty. So uh, let's see here. What's your next one? Um, I would prove my father wrong about me. Um, and the misery of this fact hurt almost as much as the fire in my throat. So this is after she has sat down. Well, it's after he's caught her scent um, in biology and his his instant need to satisfy that thirst and and how understanding doing that would disappoint Carlisle. And it, so it says it would prove my father wrong about me. So Carlisle thinks that 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 he can do it. He believes that he is good, and and Edward is saying I'm not. Which he's obviously wrong because he didn't do it. I know. I know he he didn't, and I love I love how he didn't do it because he said I can make it an hour, yep. and then he went to his car. If I can make it an hour, I can make it another hour. If I can make it two hours, I don't have to go to her house. I don't. And then he decides that he's going to leave. Yeah. It, it, Which, by the way, he, um, gosh, uh, Colin, what's Carlisle? Carlisle used the power of suggestion in Edward's life. He did. It, it's the power of suggestion. He, and he Edward turned did. it into an auto suggestion. And because of that, his unconscious mind gave him the instructions on how to live out what he had had been suggested he'd been hip, he had been hypnotically induced into a belief that he could withstand such a temptation right and so what what started out as killing a room full of 20 people was like okay um, well I, maybe i can wait maybe and kill I can just wait one and kill just one and you know and but then he, what, he got it is is carlisle going to be less disappointed if I just kill the one versus the 20, right. no, he'll be equally disappointed. And and that, of course, is the leverage that caused him to avoid that behavior. And to agree to leave, right. So um, my last note is, obviously, I was a rational thinking creature, and I had a choice. There is always a choice. There is always a choice. And I love that that is in there. That was your last note? Well, the rest of it was all just like... I figured you were going to come like okay, well, overly I, noted. <laughs> overly noted. You you are right. I can imagine. So I, I still have Angela Weber, a quiet girl whose thoughts were usually kind, 
was the only one at the table who wasn't obsessed with this Bella. Yes, I love that. And then I love when when Angela is walking her into biology and she's like, I want to say something. I should, you know, I should, but she was afraid to say anything. Um, anyway, she, she really is a good girl. Yep. Uh, I, we've already talked a little bit. Emmett, Rosalie, and Jasper were pretending to be seniors. Uh, they left for their classes. I was playing the younger role than they. I headed off for my junior level biology level. Which I always found it funny that um, Emmett, Rosalie, and Jasper are playing the older roles, but Edward's the one who gets to drive to school. Yep. I, I always found that humorous. Now, in... We we have it says here I, I I let's see here I doubt it was doubtful that Mr. Banner a man of no more than average intellect would manage would be able to manage to pull out anything in his lecture that would surprise someone holding two medical degrees. Tell me, am I missing anything? We we weren't privy to this information in the actual Twilight Saga were in the books or the movies, were we? I don't feel like I was, but I read this so long ago that it was, it's been a part of the the, story for me. So the two medical degrees was in the actual draft version of Midnight Sun? I feel like it was. Okay. I I feel like it wasn't the first time I heard that information. So Where I I heard it from. I know I read that PDF document several times, but for whatever reason, when when I read this, this is the first time that one really hit me. It's like, oh, wow. I, I mean, I knew that he could memorize. I mean, I knew that he knew it's like the literature books. He could mm-hmm. quote the movie when when it gets paused. I mean, I mean, I remember all of that. But I, for whatever reason, this is the first. I was like, wow, I never really thought of. I mean, I know that uh, Carlisle's a doctor, mm-hmm. but I never once thought about Edward having two medical degrees. It just never, I, I, the thought that he would have that. But why not? I mean, he's been around for centuries. Right. So what do you do for centuries if you don't sleep? You occupy your time. Yeah. That, by the way. You go I, to medical school twice. I highlighted this. Again, I wished I were able to sleep. Why? Is is he just bored? I think so. I think it was just the the boring monotony of, of pretending to be human. Yeah. I feel that way sometimes. No, and then, and then, uh, oh wow! I almost said something really political, and I'm so thrilled that I just stopped myself. Okay. Yep. But just if you want to know and kind of guess what I was about ready to say, it says, "What if it all went away? I, what if this was just the first symptom of some sort of mental decline?" Thankfully, I stopped myself. Anyway, I'd often wish I could escape the cacophony that I could be normal as far as possible for me. But now I felt panicked at the thought, who would I be without what I could do? And this is interesting because, and, and this reminds me of just the the work that, you, I mean, Stephanie does this as well. She she works, she's been studying behavioral stuff. And we've, we've even done a conference together called Free the Dream Conference. You, It's not currently going on due to COVID-19 and stuff like that, but... Um, you can go and see some stuff over at freethedream.live, freethedream.live, or freethedreamconference.com, whichever one you want to remember and try to type in. But anyway, the whole idea here is what do you do if your identity is tied to some sort of routine, ability, or some life circumstance, and that life circumstance is pulled out from underneath you? So, for example, maybe 
You know, what what are you looking at? Your screens have two different screensavers. Yes, they do. Do you want me to here? Is, no. Will this be helpful? Oh. No. There you go. They were pretty. I'm sorry. Do you want them back on? Nope. Okay. Go ahead. You were distracted, baby. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was distracted for a moment because they were different. Ah. Uh, okay. But they were pretty. Were they pretty? They were. All right. They were two different cities. Yes. It, it was. It was two different. Uh, one was probably New York City, and the other one was the Burj Khalifa. Uh, no, not the Bur- you Burj Khalifa. You um, didn't leave it up long enough for me to figure it out. But they were both night um, cityscapes, and they were pretty. Um, yes. What do you do when when your identity is tied to life circumstances that changes? Yeah. So. One of the, I mean, Edward's dealing with that. It's like, man, what, what if I, what if Who I lose this? Who am I if this is gone? Yeah. And, and the thing is, is this, this seems to be a, a theme that's part of Edward's life because the question is, is who am I, you know, as a vampire? I mean, it, I, I'm eternally damned. I mean, he, Edward throughout all of Twilight still centuries as being a vampire is still having an, an identity crisis. Right. He still feel he still has a self image that says I'm bad. I'm 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 not good. You I'm not good for you. I'm dangerous. Stay away from me. I have He's got a very low self esteem. He does. In a in a way. You know, I I mean, now don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's he's a little I'm not talking low self-esteem like I I feel like a weakling, I can't do anything. No, I, I he's got a I, No, okay. He does not have a low self-esteem. That was He in, has a yeah, poor self-image. He has a low self-image. He has a poor he has a poor image of himself. Agreed. Yeah. I I agree. Which I all of us seem to struggle with at some level anyway. We do. And some um stronger than others and sometimes in our life it's stronger than others and it, it it can be a process and especially when you're tying your identity into being able to leave the house without a mask yes going to the gym yeah yeah being able to leave your house period um but what i what i love about this is that it's one girl's thoughts and he automatically thinks that there's something wrong with him he can still hear everyone else in the school. It's one girl. Yeah. And he th- automatically thinks that there's something wrong with him. And I found that fascinating. You know what's interesting about that this? That the first thing wasn't, what's wrong with her? Like, why can't I hear her? The, the thing that I find interesting here is that Bella has a supernatural ability, yet she's not a vampire. Have you thought about that? I have. Because her, because, because in Breaking Dawn. Bella's reasoning is that she was always meant to be. Right. So, but, but how is that? Is there something going on that Bella, is there something in uh, Bella's um, heredity? You know, is, is it her, heredity? Is, is there something somewhere along in her the, chemical makeup that yeah, is going to yeah so was her great great grandparent i mean because we, we have learned that there have been half vampires half humans and so you is it in her line somewhere is it is there something somewhere do you know what that's almost like that's another story i know <laughs> but there there has to be some reason why she has this unique ability because this is it, so because f- we're told in the twilight saga 
that not all vampires have these super unique abilities, but some do. But some do. I mean, we there's a number of them. So, for example, uh, creepy guy can hold your hand and see R-O. things. R.O. Uh, which, by the way, who is that actor? Because I've seen him in something um, else recently. Michael, Michael Sheen. Yeah, so I've seen him in something else recently. I loved it. He's an excellent actor. I wish I could tell you right now what I've seen him in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy seems so familiar. And I'm like, and then I looked it up on IMDb and he's like, it's Aro. Oh my gosh. It's creepy hand guy. It's creepy hand guy. Yeah, Yeah, creepy hand guy. Anyway, so, um, and, and then Jane, is that her name? Yes. Jane has the ability to create pain for people. Uh, there's the woman her who brother takes away all feeling. Yeah. And so so the but, but and so there's so many of these vampires who are given these supernatural abilities once they have been converted to vampire to a vampire, right? But yet Bella already prior to being transformed has a supernatural ability. And this is something that's not really explained as far as I'm aware. Are, can you think of a time where it's ever been explained why she has a superhuman ability prior to this? No, because, um, I mean, they bring it, they mention it in Breaking Dawn when, when um, they are bringing all of the vampires together to take a stand against, um, what are they called? And, the other the, people the other the, 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 the Voltori the Voltori yes um and and they mentioned I I've you know your wife is a shield she's a shield and but but how but she was a shield well and that's what he says he says but she, I, I couldn't read her thoughts when she was human and so but there's no but explanation there's no explanation for this. it's just mentioned Stephanie Meyer we need a freaking prequel right he was in seven episodes of The Good Fight. Is that what you're yes. thinking? Yes. You're welcome. What? Who, who did he play in The Good Fight? Um, Ronald Blum. Yeah. I, Roland Blum. Roland Sorry. Blum. My, I need my readers. Roland <laughs> Blum. I'm trying to think of that character. But yeah, he was in The Good Fight. I watched that on CBS All Access. And I'm, I remember... He, Roll, oh, duh, oh my gosh. Roland Blum. Yeah, I remember seeing him. He played in, a, like yes. a super crazy... Yes. Like, Whacked out lawyer. I wasn't watching that oh, show with you. That was, he was a great but character. But I would come in the room and I was like, that's. That's Aura. Yeah. Um, I think I said that's Michael Sheen, but you know, same thing. Um, so total tangent and distraction moment. I'm looking that up and I obviously read the wrong name because I don't have my readers. So you said that the last episode was in November of 2012. Yes. Meaning none of our children were in high school. Yeah. We now have two children out of high school. Yeah. Um, I didn't need readers to read. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first episode of the Twilight Fan Podcast recorded in this studio. Yes. That would have been in our old house. In the next level studio. So it's just that my mind just went I'm on a tangent you, of how different. Our lives have. T- yeah. I'm telling you, you guys who have listened to the 49 <laughs> episodes prior to this. You're hearing two different human beings. Our, our lives are so different. We would love to tell you all about it. Uh, I would encourage you to check out Stephanie's podcast, Thriving Mosaic and Authentic Life Radio. There's plenty of content out there. 
you can check out the Cliff Ravenscraft show, check out trainwithcliff.com. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, I have over 5,000 podcast episodes online and more than 30 different podcasts. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, but so we're, we're, um, I don't think they ever talk about why they just mentioned that this is just further proof that there needs to be a prequel. Yeah. After she finishes all of the saga through Edward's perspective. I love that you're writing her life for her. I, <laughs> you're like, I'm willing to give her money. I know. It, uh, not that she needs it now. That's the problem. See, now she has Maybe no, she does, and that's why she released this no, book when she, she did. she doesn't need the money. And let, I mean, I guess she could have squandered You can't squandered say what her. she did with no her. Idea. She don't know. I know. Some people really squander their money. But anyway, I would imagine. Well, the th- well, thing is, is, hey... I, you know, I, I'd, I'd buy anything that she writes related to the Twilight Saga universe. Hence, I purchased Life and Death. <laughs> anyway, but I still read it. You did. All right. You did. All right. Uh, let's see here. Bella Swan walked in. Uh, okay. So the the whole the whole scene of of how he explains. Now the thing is, is you and I didn't go into it in big detail here because. This this scene isn't new to us. His repulsive, you know, he, he like he's disgusted by her and all the stuff he's about ready. He hates her on principle. Yeah, in that moment, and I, I um, let's see if I can. Well, he go, does go say ahead. she she's the she had the sweetest blood I'd smelled in more than eighty years. And, and he's like, listen, here's the deal. Now I'm the predator. She is my prey. Nothing else in the world but that truth. Um, so it goes on. Matter of fact, this is the, I don't remember this in the first draft, but again, it's been years since I read the first draft of this book. Um, he gripped under the table and broke off the and wood. Bro- and then he had to. In the shape of his hand and he yeah. had to shape, he had to break off the other pieces to destroy yeah. the evidence. So I, um. Though I hated her, I absolutely I was absolutely aware that my hatred was unjust. I knew that what I really hated was myself, and I would hate us both so much more when she was dead. Yeah. So that again, he has a very low self-image, and he his it's really hatred for himself. He was, and he knows that. And he knows that. And what this makes it interesting, and I really and I, I really love the look of this. Now, for those that don't know this, the story of Midnight Sun and why Stephanie Meyer stopped writing it when she did, she got ticked off when the original draft of Midnight Sun got leaked to the public. Well, and only like five people had it. Right, but it got leaked. Yes. And then once it got leaked, she's like, listen, okay, that just ticks me off and I'm not going to write it just on purpose, blah, blah, blah. You know, but, you know, it's, hey. Which, here's the thing. Stephanie Meyer, it wasn't a fan who leaked it. So to punish your fans, yeah, well, for we, a decade, and to have them still be faithful, I mean, come on, finish the series. Well, and and she's she, she owes she's, us now. Well, she's given us the first story, so we're thankful, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> it was already half finished. <laughs> Was it half? I don't think it was half. It was chapter 13. It was right was before it? that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't remember it being chapter 13. I th- like, that's what my mind keeps thinking. Yeah. So, I Part of me wants to go back and read the original draft. It's probably not. But but I, I'm hoping that what we're reading is more flourished and has lots more filled in and, 
and stuff like I that. I would hope so. It it felt very familiar. Like it it all felt very familiar. That doesn't but mean that it was exact word for word. What I'm saying though is if you go back to the movie Twilight and you go to the biology scene where they're sitting next to each other and his absolute utter disgust mm-hmm. and the looks on his face and all of that stuff, you as Robert Pattinson cannot actually do all of that acting. You can't understand that unless you, unless, you, unless you read it, unless you have this side of it. Yes, and so that's what happened. Which is why she wrote this. The story is that- It was th- character she, development. She gave the draft of Midnight Sun so that Robert Pattinson can read what's going through Edward's mind in that scene to in the biology room. To, so that he can play that role. That's how this draft got put into his hands which, you know, it, it, it now going back after reading this and go back and watch that scene, see how amazing Robert Pattinson played that role. He did. Yeah. He really By the did. way, I'm a bigger fan of Robert Pattinson's music than I am of his acting. And I really like his acting in all of the Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. We've seen him in other things. I know. I, I I like him as an actor, but I love him even more like as a as a music as a singer songwriter. Just a little side note. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. Um. So yeah. So where are you at? Like, are you still like in the biology room? Um. Well, I, I we can p- bypass that. The thing is, is that it was we. Hear- I love that. Like we're reading pages and pages and pages, but it's seconds for Edward. What do you mean it's seconds for Edward? Like she walks to the door and stands oh, where yeah. the, the the draft, you know, or the the heater vent blows her her scent toward him and And all of his thoughts. And all and of stuff. his thoughts are seconds. She hasn't even walked out of the door frame yet, you know. Yeah. And um and so part of me thinks, how are we going to get how are we going to get a full representation of Edward? Because this book is the exact, not the exact, but this book is the same length as Twilight because he thinks so much faster. Yeah. I feel like this book is supposed to be like double. I couldn't handle that right now. (laughs) I could. No, I I probably could, but, um, but yeah, like, Everything is happening so quickly for him. Yeah. And one of the things that I love is, okay. His do, thoughts. I, I love, it's like, do I kill her? And if I do, what do but I then get? then her blood Maybe will get cold. I get, I get about her- 15 seconds of enjoyment. <laughs> you know? I mean, he has a so, pl- like, he really does. No, I'm going to start on the left side of the room and they have it better because they won't see it coming. And I could probably kill, like, what does he say? I can snap four necks a second or something four yeah. or five necks a second like he's got these he's got a room full of children people a room full of children um dead in in, in seconds yeah and um i where was it um where was alice i suddenly wondered hadn't she seen me killing the swan girl in a multitude of ways yeah and she was preoccupied she by was preoccup- jasper right yeah and so she didn't see it so the, another thing I have here in my head, Carlisle, Carlisle's kind eyes did not judge me. 
I knew he would forgive me for this horrible act because he loved me because he thought I was better than I was. You've already brought up because he thought I was better than I was. But even Edward says that Carlisle's love for me, even if I kill this entire classroom of people, it will not cancel the love that Carlisle has for me. He knows that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of like that, but I still hate the idea that he's sitting there planning out the murder of all these people. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so a lot of self-loathing about the monster inside of him and all this other stuff. I, I love the, the, the angst that he has, how you, you brought up how he fights himself, how he gets through it. Very well written. I, I really enjoyed this. So, and you don't have anything else. So, uh, you know the the plans that how could he save the students but still kill but still Bella? Have Bella, but I mean it's it's not necessarily like he understands that it, it it will kill her, but he's not just thinking kill her. It it is it is this this innate nature to feed that is. Yeah, it, it's it's his predator instinct right. is what he's saying. He he's not just out to kill. It it is. But yeah. Okay, so this is being published. This book has been published in 2020. And I love this highlight. I played a CD that usually calmed me. (laughs) 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 When was the last time you played a CD? Uh, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Really? Really? The last CD I saw was Matthew got a a copy of Wham or something like that. George Michael did. Matthew did get Wham. Um, Where did he find that at? I don't even remember. Did he go into a record store with my dad and my dad bought it for him? I have no idea. I'll have to ask. I don't know. George Michael. He loves George Michael. (laughs) We have a CD player in the Honda Pilot. We ha- I have a CD player in my bug. I think that's where Wham is. It, it's it, it, yeah. it's in my it's in my car. Um, but I haven't. I personally have not intentionally played a CD in probably 10, 12 years. Hmm. That's crazy to that think is. about. But I love the fact. But it, there it is. I, I, yeah, it's amazing to me now, because this, some people like, might read this book and they're like, "What is a what CD?" Is yeah. Well, I think maybe this book should have started with this is happening. Like, obviously, Twilight people know that this is happening a lot of years ago. Yeah. I'm not going to try to do live math. But, um, yeah. Anyway, turn on a CD. All righty. I was glad that she didn't know what I was capable of. I felt new burn in my body. Oh, I, I love the this the lady at the office. Miss Cope. I yes. love her. I love too how young, she... Too, too young, young. Too young. Too young. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh it was funny um so he's trying to get out of the class somebody walks in and they must they, they don't think his name so he pays no attention to them not even realizing that there is now one person in the building whose thoughts you cannot hear yep uh let's see here Da-da-da-da. Oh, so she looked for me now. We both processed what she saw in her head, and we were both surprised. She, uh, Alice asked, you're leaving? 
The other stared at me now. Am I? <laughs> he asks her. <laughs> I snarled through my teeth. She saw it. And then as my, my, as my resolve wavered and another choice spun my future in a darker direction. Oh, Bella Swan, dead. Mm. Uh, so anyway, you will do. I, I love that. Um, go ahead. You. you will do the right thing. She murmured, not a vision this time and order. She, and I love this. She's what, Charlie Swan's son. Only. Or, 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 or she's Charlie Swan's only family. It would kill him too. And, and, so, and he agrees. Yeah. And then he, he, um, Let's see. I sped back to Forks doing 90. I wasn't sure where I was going to say goodbye to my father or to embrace the monster inside me. The road flew away beneath my tires. Even after they get out of the car and everyone assumes that he's going to tell Carlisle goodbye, he still says he doesn't know what decision he's going to make. And I love that you highlighted that because I also highlighted that, but I also had the sentence before. I knew the vision's in Alice's head would be flashing from dark to bright as a strobe light as I sped past Because he forks. hasn't actually made the decision. Right. He, so she's he, still seeing both. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is my music there? Yep. There we go. Good start. Yes. Like, I, I mean, I've said it multiple times. It all felt familiar. I look forward to getting to a place in the book where it's all new. And, um, I mean, obviously, it's not all new because the events we've already... But we're the just perspective seeing the, is the new. The perspective is new. And, um, and so the thoughts and the thinking on the events that we already know are going to happen are going to be new. Um, and because, like, I'm already thinking, I remember the, um, when the van almost hits her in the parking lot like I remember reading that from his perspective and when they go to the hospital from the school I remember reading that from his perspective so getting getting to a place where it's new information I'm looking forward to that but that was a good I mean I'm glad that it's here I'm thrilled that it's here I'm thrilled that you and I are behind the microphone again talking about Forks Washington it's been way too long, baby. It really has. I had somebody write and ask me if we've ever been, and um, that's something that we've actually not done yet. But we will. As soon as we can travel again, we'll have one of our four-day weekends there. How's that, that sound? That sounds nice. Cool. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Twilight Saga podcast. If you want to tell your friends about it, tell them to head over to twilightsagapodcast.com. It's an ugly 2012 website, but (laughs) (laughs) or just please send them to the Twilight Saga podcast in your favorite podcast directory. That'd be better. And uh, yeah. And check out Stephanie's podcasts, Thriving Mosaic or Authentic Life Radio. Do a search for those. Check out the Cliff Ravenscraft show or check out uh, the train with Cliff podcast. You can only find that though over at trainwithcliff.com. And uh, until next time we, what, what do we say at the end of this podcast? I don't know. Try to stay upbeat. <laughs> it's going to be dark. It's not going to be dark. We already talked about his poor self image. Okay. But it's- he, but he's going to come back and he's going to be in love. Not for a bit. Uh, it's not too long, is it? He does disappear for a while. That's, yeah. All right. 
Well, until next time, my friends, we encourage you to do something. We we we, we, ha- we usually have a sign off, but it just doesn't take your life to the next level. It just doesn't fit here. Until next time, um, I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. All right, we're all right. We're, we're just gonna sign out. See ya. Bye.